0: There's lots of different things you could do but just get your hands dirty really just get your hands in in dirt in compost in soil and, and and just try and grow the simplest seeds you can and things like lettuce salad leaves cress it's a great way to start
1: welcome to the podcast everybody today i'm joined by ross um, we talk about all things gardening and in particular how he's used uh, gardening to help him get into the garden helping get out and about um, we had a really good conversation about how gardening has helped him with his life um, and how it can help others as well so it was a really really enjoyable conversation really really good interview now we've obviously got to a time of year where things are a lot colder um, and if you've got some plants are a little bit tender now's the time to to bring them in without a doubt so if you've got anything like that, I'm thinking of the stuff that we're bringing in at the moment, it's your, your lemon verbenas and things like that, and all of our show plants are in, but that's not necessary because they're, they're tender, that's just because we we want to protect them and wrap them up and make them look nice for all the shows coming up. So yeah, anything like that, make sure you bring them in, and we're working on some posts, um, uh, some blogs and bits and pieces, so you'll be able to look at what you, you need to bring in. So without further ado, let's start the podcast.
2: Hi, you're listening to Plants and Me, the podcast that is all about plants, gardening and the people who are passionate about them, with your host, Alan Lodge.
1: Welcome to the podcast, Ross. Uh, Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem at all. Thank you for joining us. Now, where are you joining us from?
0: Uh, I'm in Telford in Shropshire, so I'm smack bang in the middle of the country.
1: Brilliant. And how's the weather with you?
0: wet <laughs> very wet
1: <laughs> it's a relatively wet county isn't it uh,
0: yeah I think it's uh, mainly down to the Welsh uh, hills the mountains we seem to uh, pretty much get all of the rain dumped on us just before the clouds go over towards Wales
1: <laughs> excellent okay so uh, well no need for for watering at this time of year I imagine <laughs> uh, to be
0: perfectly honest there's no need for watering most of the year I think um, oh, really? <laughs> July, August, we can, you know, obviously, as everywhere has their spells, but most of the time we're we're, we're pretty damp all year round, really. Oh,
1: okay. So tell us a little bit about what you do. Well, uh,
0: in the in relation to the garden, uh, I am very much an amateur gardener person, allotment here, I suppose would be the correct word. Um, I, I've always in, I've always enjoyed my garden and I've enjoyed gardening ever since I was a kid, but I had no real interest in doing anything other than growing a little bit of food uh, up until very recently um, when I found myself uh, being made redundant because of various different issues um, and, and because of a worsening disability. So now I tend to throw myself into growing food for the house, uh, managing my allotment, and basically recycling whatever i can get my hands on to to grow some food really
1: Hmm. okay and this started uh roughly this was two years ago did you say uh
0: it's probably a little bit longer than that uh, but two years ago i started to take it more seriously
1: so yeah right okay um and you mentioned a disability do you mind telling us what that is Uh,
0: no no not at all um basically i have a uh, muscle condition which is very similar to muscular dystrophy, which is something that the Joe public kind of know and understand, but it's not muscular dystrophy. It's a type of um, it's a it's a mutation on a condition called arthrogryposis, uh, which basically means all my muscles in my body uh, don't work as they should, um, and cause pain and stiffness and all the things that go with it. Really,
1: okay. And how does that affect gardening? massively
0: really it'd be a lie to say anything uh, else really um it doesn't it doesn't hold me back as as such but you have to think about everything very differently um actually i can take yesterday for a prime example um i had some wood chippings delivered uh, to sort the paths out in my back garden and obviously they they've been tipped in the front garden i've probably got 10 meters to get these wood chippings from from where they are now to where they need to go um i managed to do two barrows yesterday um of wood chippings before i had to stop for the day um i imagine like most people listening to this will probably think you know just how how did just pushing two barrows 10 meters twice you know uh, completely you know write you off for the day but that's how my condition manifests itself so when when i guard and i have to plan kind of things methodically and i i uh, i i know that jobs that i want to get done are going to take a hell of a lot longer than than a, a normal person per se would take
1: hmm. okay and you've had that for is this a lifelong condition how does it how does it work
0: uh, yeah i've had it since birth uh, I, I was born with it it's progressively got worse um over the years um and it will get worse still. Um, so, um, it's what I, it's what I know. It's what I'm used to really. So.
1: Hmm. Okay. And does that give you, uh, does that give you a completely different angle to, to show people how you're gardening?
0: Yeah, uh, I think so, but it's something that I've picked up on over the years, really that, um, I think I tend, tend to do things differently, mainly out of, uh, easiness and convenience. Uh, some people can probably think that it comes across a little bit lazy, but it's, it's, it's not lazy because I just, I don't want to do it. It's lazy, laziness. I suppose it's not laziness, but it's, 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 it's a, it's a type of change in your habits because I, like, I can't physically do certain things a certain way. So I try and find a workaround that basically gets me to the same destination, but a completely different path.
1: And in general, have you always found the end destination you want to get to?
0: I think like all gardeners, really, uh, yes and no. Uh, you know, I, I I think you can be the best gardener in the world and sometimes you'll have a crop that fails uh, and it's just you're not quite sure why, but it just does. But I'd say eight times out of ten that, yeah, I, I, I tend to get there or there or thereabouts at least.
1: Hmm. Okay. So tell us a little bit about your, your garden and your allotment.
0: Uh, well my, my garden is uh, a, just a, an old 1950s council house so uh, they're quite a good size for compared to modern build so um, I just have a basic front garden with wildflowers back garden little patio area um, and some raised beds for growing salads and things just so they're close to the kitchen um, and the allotment is kind of that on a bigger scale really wildflowers couple of greenhouses Um I have chickens, uh, and I tend to grow mainly in raised beds, uh, simply because of again my condition. It saves bending and stooping and digging. Um, and I try and grow anything I eat, really. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty. If I if I eat it, I try and grow it. Yeah, that's uh, that's the best way of putting it.
1: That seems like a sensible way of going going around allotment. To be honest, it's a full size plot, I assume.
0: Uh, yeah, it's it's a little because it's a modern allotment, and by that I mean it was only created about ten years ago from an old playing field, so uh, it's not it's not the official like Victorian size of an allotment. Uh, I can't remember now what the actual rod length that's supposed to be. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I've I've got what what on our site is called two half plots. Um, I would say it was probably two tennis courts sort of size, okay. uh, give or take.
1: Yeah so it's a, it's a reasonable size definitely enough to to produce a fair amount of food.
0: Oh definitely. Uh, I mean from probably May to early October our shopping bill is is massively reduced because of fruit and veg that we get from the allotment. Uh, so it's it's a massive a massive when you're not working like I'm not in the moment because of my condition it's a it's a huge help on the budget for the family.
1: Mm, mm, okay. And at the moment what are you what are you cropping what are you picking?
0: uh coming to the end of my raspberries uh my uh, autumn raspberries they they've just uh, i've just had the last few punnets i don't think i'll have any more um my pumpkins i picked them a couple of weeks ago but they haven't done very well this year and uh, neither have many other people in my area we don't know whether that was cuz of the the strange spring weather when it went hot wet hot wet for for those weeks i don't know if it was like that where you are
1: it was yes yeah yeah uh,
0: so they they've really struggled uh, but runner beans greens lettuces uh tomatoes in the greenhouse are still still producing actually um i've probably got uh, another couple of pound to come yet from them which i'm quite happy about
1: <laughs> no green tomato chutney yet then
0: <laughs> uh, no n- all my tomatoes uh are ripening and and I don't think I'm going to have to make any green tomato chutney this year, <laughs> which, I, which is amazing. Um, so, yeah, and believe it or not, they're being grown in a greenhouse which has about three panes of glass missing and they're still producing. So it, ju- it just goes to show that, as I was going back to earlier, sometimes things just work, sometimes things don't work. Um, the reason this glass hasn't been put in the greenhouse yet is simply because... Um, I haven't had the energy to do it. So I just thought, oh, well, sod that for now. It can wait. Yeah. Uh, it, well, the tomatoes aren't bothered, so I'm not bothered.
1: No, quite. And I, I wonder what you'd uh, make to this comment, actually, that I've always said to people that plants all want to grow. There's not a single plant on the planet that doesn't want to grow, and sometimes we just get in the way. <laughs> well, funny you say that because um, I obviously – uh, you guys sent
0: me some questions that you might ask and i pondered over it and one of the things i wrote in my notes was that plants want to make plants it's the it's in their genetics in their dna and a lot of people go on about the you've got to do this you've got to do that you've got to do the other and a phrase that i use a lot if anyone watches my youtube channel anyone reads my tweets is i throw seeds at dirt and i see how it goes Uh, And and that's literally what I do. And like I said, eight times out of 10, I find that the plants just want to grow. And and I think you're spot on there, mate. That's um, Hmm. the best way of putting it really.
1: Yeah, and I think what's quite interesting is I've seen lots of side of the industry. So we we've had a garden maintenance business. I've run a garden centre. uh The commercial nursery is what I call it a commercial nursery. It's a, a small family nursery um that we we run now. That's been going for seventy years. I've seen all sides of the industry, and it's interesting when you see the commercial side um, how little is done to grow a plant to a certain degree in as much as um, I'm trying to think of an example I've seen people on telly picking chilies uh, where they're carefully taking this chili off and cutting it with a pair of scissors and all this sort of stuff um, and actually you can just snap a chili off and my my daughter's been doing that since the age of two so um, it's sometimes I think it's too easy for people to get concerned about all these proper ways of doing stuff sometimes you can just 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 do, just do it
0: <laughs> exactly exactly that and there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of old myths around gardening as well and i think you i mean my my actual background away from gardening is advertising i was a graphic designer and then um, my masters is in advertising so i was quite quite clued up on marketing stuff and a, and, a, and a lot of things that I see in garden centres, or I see on the TV, or in books, that people saying you need to do this, you need to do the other. If you take it back to its root uh, of where that where that myth came from, where that idea came from, it was either to create a job so someone didn't get laid off, like the Victorians, or, or it was to sell you something like a tool. Or or some fertilizer that you didn't really need, <laughs> and 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 you can and there's a lot of things in gardening that still that people still think you have to do, which is which is just it's come from a myth from I don't know the 1960s when someone tried to sell somebody something, um, but no throw seeds at dirt and see how it goes and you, you'll be surprised at just how successful it is. <laughs>
1: yeah definitely without a doubt uh and you mentioned youtube there so you're on there a fair bit what do you do on there well
0: uh, i kind of do a little bit of everything really it's mainly focused around my allotment uh, and uh, but I, I talk a little bit about mental health and about having a disability um be uh, and how basically my allotment and my chickens have, have basically saved me from spiraling into the you know the depths of despair because it, it, it can be quite depressing sometimes when you've got a condition and you have to stay in the house but having to go out every couple of days to feed my chickens and this that and the other is like really helped. Um, I also I metal detect and I put the occasional video on there for metal detecting and I, and I also go fishing and I put the occasional video on there about fishing and it's just it all started really as um, a way to store footage from my allotment because I'm rubbish at making notes. So I I started (laughs) filming my allotment uh, just so I know what I planted where and where I planted things and just as kind of a visual diary. Um, And the phone got full and then the laptop got full. And then I thought, what am I going to do with all these videos I've got? Uh, I put them on YouTube and people started watching them. Um, And it just went from there, really. It was completely by accident. uh, But i've now kind of got into the swing of things and there's a, there's a little bit of a mini community around my allotment i've got some regulars that always comment and stuff in and it and, and it's in fact the, gar- the whole gardening community on youtube is, is great because you get to see what people are doing not only up and down the country but all around the world you get to pick up ideas from different people um and most people tend to talk to each other um offline as well like i've so many youtubers that are now in my phone book that when you want to ask them a question you just you know ping them a message off it it's a great little community we've got on youtube
1: yeah definitely and i think it's um I think it's almost a a new generation of gardeners and by that i mean it's it's people that have realized actually if i make a video that contains all the latin names and all the proper ways of doing this no one's going to watch it anyway so just by necessity um it people have and i don't it's not dumbing down that's the wrong way to put it but they've made it simpler for people which has brought in this new generation of gardeners which i think is fantastic
0: oh oh, it's brilliant yeah i I think they've um uh, to coin a phrase from like modern culture they've made it real um uh, which which is great you and it's good that you picked up there obviously the latin names sometimes with some gardening magazines some gardening tv shows you can just get bombarded with these latin names and I mean, okay, I've been to university, I'm probably, you know, not the best person to to talk to about this, but, but for a lot of people that haven't been to universities who haven't been, who have, you know, been to Oxford or wherever, or this, that, and the other, probably have no understanding of Latin What I mean, I have very little understanding of Latin. So why, in a way, why why is la- la- why are the Latin names of plants still relevant just to the base community of gardening? In my opinion, they're not, really. <laughs> they're, you know, they're not, and... And sometimes it can come across as a little bit pretentious people are probably going to hate me for saying that now <laughs> but that's that's the way as a, as a very amateur gardener that's the way sometimes i see these tv shows and i and these articles
1: hmm. and i think the industry as a whole and and like I say i've seen all sides of it needs to realize that uh, that opinion is is very, very common. Um, and I think there is there is place for Latin names, without a doubt. Um, we get approached at RHS shows at Chelsea and things like that, and someone says, I've got this, and they give us a common name, and I'm thinking, I've never heard of that in my life. And I'm sitting there thinking, oh, I wish they gave me the Latin name. I <laughs> probably know what it is. Um, because common names change uh, probably, actually. You're not, What well, I'm guessing, 150 miles away from us in Essex, roughly. Um and there will be common names that are different in Essex uh, that, uh, uh, that they are in your area. So they they have a place. Um, they obviously started so people didn't poison themselves. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and that's less likely now. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't like to. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't like to be on the record. I clearly am on the record now saying <laughs> that. But um, but yeah, I think you're right. I think making it more accessible for people uh, is very very important um, without a doubt. Um, And you've touched on something. I I was interested to see a thread of... uh, You were saying that um, uh, to do with mental health, that you did a bit of gardening, you do a bit of metal detecting, a bit of fishing. All of those things involve you getting out the door, being in touch with nature, going for a walk in the wind and the rain and the sun and and all that sort of stuff. Do you think that's the element that really helps with the mental health?
0: 100%. Yeah, 100%. I honestly think being outdoors... Is no matter what you do is is a massive factor in improving everyone's mental health Um, and again you only have to look into you know look at look at punishments over over the centuries why is solitary confinement why is being locked in a cell a punishment because as human beings it's that's completely alien to us you know and it it could drive you mad you know to so if for whatever reason you find yourself locked inside a lounge yes you could have the internet tv and you know your heating and food and this that and the other and it might not seem like a prison cell as such or it might not seem as some kind of like you know chinese torture technique or, or whatever what what you're what you're doing is you're 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 excluding yourself from the real world um and and so just getting outside even if it's for half an hour a week you know um, will will massively benefit your mental health and well I think I'm pretty sure I couldn't quote the references but I'm pretty sure it's been scientifically proven now that just a couple hours a week outside can like you know boost endorphins and everything else uh, and, and basically make you happier.
1: Mm. And actually there was uh, I've mentioned it on the podcast before actually there was a study on I don't entirely remember where it's from. I think it's Harvard Medical School where they had people go outside who had depression and stand on the grass in bare feet um, for a period of time. Um, and they s- saw massive, massive benefits.
0: Oh, yeah. I've, 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 I've read a lot of stuff uh, about that. And I just, just to people who don't know me, I, I am not. A hippie, if that was—I am not one that buys into alternative therapies. Uh, you know, I scrutinise everything, um, and I, I'm not, you know, that way inclined at all. But yeah, I—I've looked into like what they call grounding techniques, getting out in nature, and sounds daft, touching a tree. You know, just going and touching a tree, like you said, barefoot on the grass, feeling the wi- the wind and rain in your face, and for it, it, it clears your mind and those those worries that you can have whether it's you're worried because of your disability you're worried because of relationships whatever we we've all got worries in modern society whatever it is just doing those things for you know a few minutes a day it's just a massive benefit
1: And gardening can obviously help with that. So let's, um, let's give people a few ideas of what they can do uh, to get out in their garden. So like you said, modern houses uh, often have much, much smaller gardens, um, sometimes virtually no garden at all. So what would you say say to do to someone who wanted to have a, a bit of a go at getting outside and having a bit of gardening? What What would you say to them?
0: Well, I think anyone can grow anything. Uh, I'm, I'm a big lover of, of food growing i i I do like my plants my uh, my flowers and things but i it's not my cup of tea all the time really so i I like food and i would say that even if you've got live in a block of flats uh, and you haven't got a garden i i believe that there's some foods that you can grow uh, and i would on your windowsill even if you popped on ebay and got a grow light you know or anything to help but i would just say get a bag of compost um get a some trays pop to you know one of the supermarkets wilkinson's garden centers wherever um, get the, the cheapest stuff you can find um, get a packet of cress or a packet of salad leaves um, and grow them and and just watch them germinate get your hands in the soil uh, and then before you know it within a week or two you're going to be eating egg and cress sandwiches you're going to have lettuce for you for, for your salads whatever and that should hopefully excuse the pun sow the seed and then before before you know it uh you'll be even if you haven't got a garden you could go and do some guerrilla gardening go and tidy up a you know a, the flower bed outside your flats or put some wild flower seeds you know on on your walk to work so you can watch them grow in the springtime so there's lots of different things you could do but just get your hands dirty really just get your hands in in dirt in compost in soil and and, and just try and grow the simplest seeds you can and things like lettuce salad leaves cress it's a great way to start i think i think that's how all of us started as kids and if you missed that as a child and you didn't get that experience from your family from your grandparents there's no reason why you can't do it now regardless of what age you are
1: yeah definitely and you mentioned grandparents there um something we always ask people is uh, their first memories of of gardening and growing do you remember yours
0: yeah, I do. Uh, my grandparents are really keen gardeners. They're, they're mainly flower orientated, uh, but they do have, a, you know, a vegetable patch and stuff. Um, but they, they have a lovely garden full of flowers. And my first gardening um, memory is my granddad showing me how to uh, collect the seeds from marigolds. Um, so and I think a lot of kids that probably had gardens and marigolds probably did that. Uh, and so marigolds, marigolds still today Uh, are probably one of my favorite flowers i know they're kitsch and i I know a lot of people hate them but because of that memory i love growing marigolds
1: well in this area you don't see marigolds that often and it's one of my first memories as well because we it it, this sounds like i I live in a massive mansion but my granddad had a roundabout in front of the house and it, it wasn't i think it was a a bit that he never got around to actually um putting concrete in and it ended up turning into a a little flower bed but he put marigolds in there because we were big bedding plant growers at the time he always had marigolds in there and I'd completely forgotten about this until around about five or six years ago uh, we did uh, Hampton Court flower show and I was walking through the gardens and there was a um, can't remember what country it's from but there was a sort of a guest exhibitor who just planted up a garden desk full of marigolds and it was absolutely fantastic so they're definitely not to be uh not to be ignored
0: no I, I i do i still love them i still love seeing them um and if i if i i probably shouldn't admit to this but i i can neither confirm nor deny that if i walk past a marigold and it's in seed i might uh steal some of those seeds for myself
1: <laughs> you're just helping the plant yeah really. that's all i'm doing yeah <laughs> excellent um and obviously your your grandparents were were massive influences on you but um as every gardener has and we we want people to go out and garden but there's going to be failures and unfortunately the people that maybe we inspire from this podcast to go and sow those those lettuce seed may have a failure they forget to water or or a blackbird comes and, and bites them all or something like that do you remember any notable failures you've had
0: Crikey, I, I have them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had something the other week talking about cress. Um, I, I I tried to grow some cress the other week, and you just epitomised it. Um, I forgot to water them, uh, and they died. Um, so, 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 oh, I I have. I wouldn't say I have so many failures, but it's just about bouncing back from them, really. I'm, hmm. This, like I said, this year's pumpkin harvest was a bit of a nightmare, but that was probably down to the weather. Um, over the years what's uh oh I, I tell you one that's bitten me in the bum slightly which i wish I'd, I'd never have done was growing my wildflowers um in the front garden i i really uh i really like the idea of getting nature into the garden and making little oases and you know i, I leave the grass to go long and i leave so i don't deadhead as much as most people do because i leave that for for nature for you know, insects to crawl in and make their houses over the winter and so on and so forth. So, I, I whenever I can get a chance to put wildflowers in, I do. And someone gave me some. This is again, again, where the Latin name would come in. I'm going to shoot myself in the foot. Um, <laughs> uh, we call it here uh, "Death Come Quickly," which is a type of. Um, uh, I think it's a, like a geranium that spreads right, okay. and spreads along the ground, and it, and, it, and it absolutely smells. Um, I don't know what the technical name is for that. Uh, but someone gave me some of this and said oh the bees love this it is poisonous so obviously be careful but put it in your garden uh, and it will spread in it and it's really nice and i thought that's brilliant i'll do that my word i put one plant in three years ago and i decided after about nine months of it spreading i don't want this in my garden anymore i'm still digging this plant out of my borders now uh, and so that is probably one failure uh, that is, is is still biting me in the bum really
1: yeah I think we call that um, crow's foot oh, okay, yeah,
0: little pink flowers
1: tiny little thing, yeah um very it, you're, you're right, it's a geranium um, and it's um it's a geranium that looks like it's um never seen any light basically very straggly
0: that's it, that's the one. yeah, yeah that's the one
1: yeah yeah um and it, yeah it's interesting like you say, shoot yourself in the foot. I've done that plenty of times, but i I have to say I completely agree with you this this Latin name thing um that it will put off beginner gardeners. I think actually people end up learning them just by through osmosis basically they they end up seeing them on packets in books and stuff like that as people get more interested
0: oh yeah it's, it's, I think it's one of those things isn't it it's it's whatever whenever you take up any hobby regardless of what it is um there's there's some people are going to take it to the absolute max and some people are going going to potter potter away and do what they want to do and really truthfully there there is no right or wrong way of doing it and the people that want to go out and learn the latin names and know them then i say kudos to you you know that's um if that gives you enjoyment then then crack on because at the end of the day that that's what gardening should all be about really it should be enjoyment and no one should really tell tell you how to garden or 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 how you should be gardening. So, yeah, yeah, uh, apologies to all the people that I insulted 10 minutes ago by saying Latin names (laughs) are rubbish.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There'll be people out there that know the Latin name of it as well. (laughs) 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 Um, So something we always ask people as well, um, and... uh, I'll save this for a last question because I wonder if you've got an interesting um, take on it because as you mentioned the disability, uh, we always ask about uh, whether there's a particular tool or a bit of equipment that you always take into the garden and I wonder whether that would be slightly different for yourself.
0: Um, I don't know really. Um, I, su- I suppose the one thing that I do use a lot in the garden and I don't know, I've never really seen anyone else use them as as much as I have. is is a good knife, hmm. um, and by that I don't just mean like a pen knife, but like a a, a really a good you know, sharp knife. For instance, it, at home um, in the shed, I've I have an old chef's knife, uh, like a butcher's knife, uh, and down the allotment I have a similar sort of knife. And I find that I can do pretty much everything with a good knife. Um, I can chop through the thickest of stalks. I can I can make little tiny cuts on you know tomato plants uh, um I you know I can dig with it I can pretty I can weed with it I can hoe with it in a raised bed it, you can use it as almost like a hand hoe so I I find a a damn good knife pretty invaluable really um and that's that's probably the one tool that I wouldn't be without I think you can do almost anything with a good knife
1: yeah excellent and where do you see um your youtube and your your vlogging and things going in the future
0: um i well, i don't know i i've no <laughs> desires of world domination or to go on strictly come dancing um <laughs> and so uh, like other youtubers but no i if it if it gets people interested in gardening um and if it helps people with disabilities talk about their disability and if it gets people with you know depression or mental health issues to go outside and do something then then i'm very happy with that and. If it, stay, if it stays exactly how it is now, which is about a thousand subscribers and a couple of videos a month, mm. I, w- I would be I would be very happy with that. I I I think it will it will grow organically and it will become what it becomes. And I'm happy with however it goes. Really,
1: excellent. And I know people are going to want to um, check out your YouTube channel and things like that. we have obviously put all the links in the show notes. But um, tell people how they can get in contact.
0: Uh, yeah on youtube um, you can type in grow your own life um, and i should pop up uh, and obviously my name's ross minton and i, I th- i'm pretty sure if you type ross minton into youtube um, i also pop up as well um, uh, pretty easy to find me actually
1: <laughs> excellent good well thank you very much for joining us ross it's been really interesting talking to you and i know you would have inspired some people to get out in the garden
0: oh no thank you thanks for having me and yeah and uh, as i said just Anyone who's interested in gardening that's never done it before, just throw seeds at dirt and see how it goes.
1: You'll be surprised. <laughs> Excellent. You got your arm rice by the sounds of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I should pattern it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Excellent. Thank you very much, Ross. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Thanks. Bye.
2: Thank you for joining us on the Plants and Me podcast. We'll be back soon. If you can't get enough of all things plant related, pop over to plants uk.co.uk. And if you enjoy our podcast, don't forget to subscribe and rate us. Thank you for joining us on the Plants and Me podcast. We'll be back soon. If you can't get enough of all things plant-related, pop over to plants-uk.co.uk. And if you enjoy our podcast, don't forget to subscribe and rate us.